This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Natalie's wish is that we will find our brave, our truth, and know that we are so worthy of this life and all we desire, to be unapologetically ourselves in every way possible. There is nothing quite like a woman who embraces her power and unapologetically embodies her uniqueness. She has dropped the good girl mask and has decided to never again sacrifice her values for another's approval. She is completely and utterly unapologetic in owning all of who she is, She allows herself to be seen in all her glory and unreservedly shares herself with the world. Of course, it is a lifelong journey to embody your unapologetic uniqueness. It involves radical self-responsibility, forgiveness, and integration of the conditioning that has kept women small for millennia. In her work, Natalie Brown shares the wisdom of women who are on a mission to inspire the unapologetic empowerment of their sisters. Unapologetic will activate you to love all of who you are and to tap into the potent magic that makes you unapologetically you. Valeria Tellis interviews Natalie Brown, the co-author of Unapologetic, Shedding Inauthenticity to Become Uniquely You. Natalie Brown, sacred architect for the light, master alchemist and healer, light leader, activator, best-selling author, and spiritual well-being mentor, the founder of the Divine Light Academy of Ascension and Centara Cosmic Ascension Energy Healing. Natalie is a heart leader, spiritual teacher, and way shower for humanity, guiding us to activate, alchemize, recalibrate, and recode our energy systems and upgrade our bodies and DNA to fully step into remembrance as new earth creators and enlightened sovereign human beings. Natalie is a truly gifted and beautiful soul here to help us rise and live in authenticity and love, honoring the human experience and our divine self. She was called by the seraphim and the divine to serve the greatest good during the ascension, the golden age of Gaia and the age of Aquarius. She helps create powerful transformations for those she works with and specializes in activating and initiating light leaders of the new earth and teaches multidimensional energetic alignment and healing. She is the founder of Centara Cosmic Ascension Energy Healing, an ancient multidimensional creator source frequency, which she channels in co-creation with the seraphim and diamond light consciousness through sacred geometry creator codes and healing energy to facilitate rapid transformation, healing, and ascension. Her cosmic connection with the divine and guidance helps you expand and rise in alignment with your highest soul mission to embody the full divine expression of your soul gifts in sacred service in this incarnation. Natalie's personalized mentoring programs, sacred soul gatherings, retreats, and the Soul Searcher podcast are designed to support you through your awakening and ascension process 
and to provide the exact tools and shifts you need to be courageous, confident, feel empowered, and to transform your life and reconnect with your true essence so you can truly create a life you love. She guides you to realize your potential, heal and release your limitations, trauma, unhelpful patterns and beliefs with an unparalleled depth of integrated wisdom, kindness, and compassion. Natalie is also a certified Reiki master teacher and healer, transformational life coach, a pure bioenergy healing therapist, and NLP practitioner, neuro-linguistic programming. Meet Natalie at nataliebrown.com. Here's the interview with Natalie Brown. In your own words, who is Natalie Brown? First of all, I am a mama of two beautiful teenage boys. And I think that's what brought me to the journey of really, truly finding myself. It was something that I had to discover and... I am now a, a mum, a coach, a mentor, a spiritual mentor, a healer, and I see myself as a heart leader for humanity, really allowing those that seeking truth, seeking themselves to come to consciousness, to come to allow whatever needs to come through them, to come through them in a way where they truly see themselves, they truly honor themselves. It was a journey of discovering myself, who I am, and there's many layers to this. This is not a simple answer, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> um, it's not. There's so many layers, yeah. That's so true. And how did you uncover that first layer? What was a catalyst for that, Natalie? Yeah, I. it was back when I was working in corporate, and I guess that, you know, I always had this feeling that I was more than just this physical form, that I'd come to this planet to do something different. And I would speak to people and they would just say to me, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. And I knew that, you know, I was stuck in that time. And it was that first stage where I, where I was in corporate, where I was really seeking or trying to find myself in a way where I am. Um, through the eyes of other people, started seeing myself. And that was the catalyst to me then, obviously, going through what I've gone through in my life, which were incredible experiences. And that's interesting. It seems like the first layer to be uncovered for most of us, that becoming aware that we are living our lives for others that we um, are not really in touch with our own hearts. Mm -hmm. That also came to me. That was exactly the message when I uncovered that for the first time. I kind of listened to the heart. And that took a long time, though. I was, I think, 37 years when that happened. I'm sure it was whispering to me, that message, my entire life. But I didn't have the courage to listen to it and do something. So my question is, why does it take so long for us to listen to that inner voice? Mm. <laughs> it's our conditioning. Um, it's our conditioning. It's our upbringing, you know, societal influences, cultural influences. There's so many different layers and aspects to it. It's truly peeling away the layers of all that we perceive ourselves to be and truly going into a space of um, deeper inquiry, inner inquiry and finding what's at the, the core of our being. And when we then start peeling away those layers, we discover 
bits of ourselves. It's this deep remembrance that comes back. Um, we find our true authenticity. We find what makes us happy. We find our joy. So true. And listening to you speak kind of reminds me of this connection between healing at those levels of the mind, of mental constructs, and then also physically in a sense of making change that we need to make. But then it's connected to spirituality, to spiritual knowledge or spiritual growth. That's what I see. Do you see that connection too, Natalie? Yes, absolutely. So if we do not do the inner work and go through the, the space of healing, there we cannot evolve, we cannot transform, right? We cannot move beyond our own perceptions. And so it's really truly a, a time for us, especially right now in the golden age of Gaia and the age of Aquarius, it's time for us to awaken to all that is possible. But yeah, when we're still holding on to the pain of the past, the trauma of the past, and we do not want to see that there is something that needs to be healed or shifted. And healing is something that people are afraid of. They don't want to go there because it hurts. It's painful to go to those spaces that we need to go into those layers and go, okay, well, you know, let me go to, into my relationships. Let me go into um, a deeper understanding of what is happening here for me. And often that goes with really feeling the pain, mm. you know, and allowing that to move through you. We resist, right? That's what it is. There's this resistance to heal, mm. to find out more about who we are and navigate the pain realm. Yes. And it has so much wisdom, right? I find that the more I, I kind of go deeper into why the expressions of fear in the mind, they come to be fear, anxiety, let's say insecurities, then I love going deeper into it. So speaking of going deeper, what would that look like going deeper into pain and exploring the realm of our own pain? Yeah, there's many, there's many different ways of doing this, but I think probably the the thing that was the most transformative for me and also just working with clients is actually really going there, exploring it, really witnessing it, seeing it. And then you have this beautiful ability to really awaken to acceptance and divine love. Because you see the opposite, you cannot have the dark without the light and the light without the dark, right? So... The best thing that happened in my life was when I went through a death and rebirth experience. And it was when I truly felt every little bit of pain that moved through me in a way that I held it with such love and such acceptance. And um, I gave... I had to surrender, I had to allow, and that brought balance back into my life. And in that moment of pain, you know, afterwards, it felt like, oh, okay, that was, that was not so bad. That, that was done. You know, it wasn't so bad. Um, and I think once we can get over the fear of going there, of actually experiencing part of which is ultimately just part of our life. It's part of right. our humanness, part right. of being human. Mm. Mm. Talk to me for a moment about your own definition for authenticity. Oh, yes. <laughs> Where do uh -huh. I start? Right, um, right. <laughs> for me, it means truly seeing yourself in all 
aspects of your most beautiful self um, and shining and radiating that out from the core of your being. That to me is, you know, walking the walk, talking the talk, um, being this person that just absolutely shines out that, that truth, that, that beauty and everything within you. Um, you are unapologetic. You have these energetic boundaries that's, you know, just there. And you have this deep passion flowing through you as well. And, um, and I feel like it's the the divine feminine moving through you, the divine mother, you know, moving through you in all aspects of you. Yeah. A question that I have for you that's often a challenge for me is to balance, to dance the dance of being authentic myself, saying the things I want to say, expressing myself the way I want to express myself. And at the same time, consider it being kind to others and understanding understanding of their own feelings too and and where they are especially within family members that's really mm. a challenging one for me so talk to me about this balance of being ourselves authentically and being kind to others yes the first thing is you have to honor your inner knowing you have to honor your medicine, your soul, you as a person, as an individual. And when you truly stand up and rise up in that, then it's easier to navigate those relationships. It's easier to then, you know, um, not bow down to other people's um, wants and desires because then you're truly standing and honoring who you are and you're honoring your inner knowing. And like I said, you have those boundaries. So that in itself, when you come inside when you come within that's when you create the balance and that ripples out to the rest of your life in everything you do and it's not as easy as it sounds right it sounds very <laughs> no. easy the way you say it <laughs> i love the way you say that too honoring your own medicine hmm. that's beautiful and that's really true and I'm, i was here wondering um what is that medicine which to me is the voice of the heart and just doing the things that I love to do, which mainly it is having deep conversations about topics like this. That's what really honors the medicine within myself. And that's why I do what I do. This podcast mm. and everything that I do is just, ah, oh, this is like my sacred space <laughs> because I don't get to do it with my family members. I do, I do it anyway. Uh, they mm. don't really like it. But it, that's kind of what I was trying to say. Like, even when others don't really accept what I say, the way I say it, or the way I express myself, then it's okay too, right, Natalie? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, everyone is on their own journey. So it's really, truly accepting that you are who you are and others are who they are on their own journey. And yes, through that, we weave our own experiences or each other's experience into, you know, we a partnership walking next to each other through this life. And yes, there's going to be challenges, but those challenges are always bringing us to growth and deeper understanding. And I think the, the main thing for me was to come to a space of inner inquiry, we as human beings, um, you know, we, we definitely don't want to go there in, in a sense that we've been taught to be silent, to not be heard. 
And it's it's a tricky thing. And so we don't communicate with each other. We don't go into inner inquiry with ourselves. And it's when we, tr- like I say, truly see ourselves and we can accept other beings and other people for who they are, that we can navigate life so much easier. And yes, it might sound easy. Um, for me, but that's what I had to do. That's how I had to start. And then when I started inquiring and when we stay inquisitive, you know, life unfolds for us in a, in a completely different way. Makes so much sense because what I see is if we are able to accept ourselves for who we are and the way exactly the way we are, then it's so much easier to accept others and know that that's their journey too. That's where they are at. Mm. So, so true, although it's not as easy as it sounds. <laughs> it goes back to that. No. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to talk about quickly just what you said. Um, you've got to do what your soul, you know, you said being unapologetically yourself and doing what you do and you love doing this podcast and your medicine. And I feel like you have to listen to that call. You always have that hard call to move forward into doing what you love doing. So do what makes your soul sing. And if it makes you happy, and yes, if you have to navigate life in between, then do that because that's why we came here. We came here to experience, to be, to love and, you know, and yes, to experience all the parts of humanness as such. So my next question is the open question. It's about self-love and self-care. Do you see those two ideas in the same way or they are somehow different from one another? Self-love for me is something that is integrated already. That is, you know, you've gone through practices, you've gone through different types of things, and it is a feeling. It is something juicy and wonderful that moves through you. And self-care are the practices that you do to bring that feeling into your body. Mm, That's what it means to me. Yeah. So it's self-care is the expression of self-love then. Totally. If life had one purpose, one purpose only, what would that be from your perspective? Mm. (laughs) To return back to love because we are born from love and to do everything from a space of deep acknowledgement and remembrance of what that love means to us, what it feels like and how we can experience love through everything that we do. You are the co-author of Unapologetic, Shedding Inauthenticity to Become Uniquely You. So talk to me for a moment about how you became a writer and what was the main intention of being part of this project? Sure. So um, Spirit has been literally kicking my behind probably for (laughs) about six years now. (laughs) saying, come on, you've got to write, you've got to write a book. And then it was literally just before this project came across my field, I said something magical is coming your way. And then when this book project landed in front of me, I knew that this was the magic they were talking about, because it was all the synchronicities that just happened, you know, that rolling ball that just comes towards you. And it's like a tumbleweed, literally, that just rolls towards you. And it was... um, when this project landed, Spirit said to me, this book will create incredible waves. It will be amplified. It will ripple throughout the whole world, the stories and the women that's within this group. We are all, you know, we've contracted as souls to be in this group. 
to be in this project. And it's so magical. And I've actually got goosebumps just talking about it. And that's my spirit team confirming. Yeah. And it came at a moment where I feel like because of Saint Hora, they really called me forward to um, that space of writing more about what this um, incredible frequency is here to do. But my intention for this book was to really share from the heart and to allow the wisdom that was ready to be heard, to be seen by so many people out there that need our light and that really um, needs a voice as well. And that requires healing, you know, that space of feeling lost where where people go, I don't know what to do. I don't know which way to go. I just, I'm completely lost. And this book being like a handbook. And I feel that through this project, we definitely have created a move, a movement. And um, one of the ladies mentioned that when we were on the, the live calls over the weekend as well and said, you know, we've definitely created a movement here. And I feel that's the ripple that we wanted to create. And that might be the ultimate realization, if there is such a thing as a destination for growth uh, spiritually, is what you've been saying. We've been talking about this embracing it all, embracing everything. Of course, ourselves first for who we are, exactly the way we are. That Mm -hmm. is so empowering in itself. It can be felt even by saying those words. That's interesting how words, they, they carry power too. Mm, absolutely. Right, Natalie. <laughs> yeah. By saying these things, like having these conversations here, I have seen how much has opened within me just by listening and by listening to your voice, messages, all my guesses and, and what I say in response. It's just incredible. This exchange is an energetic exchange. That That's what it feels to me. Yeah, and words carry frequency. So, you know, what we say, what we think, the words, it's, I always say to my clients as well that when we speak out the words, it creates like this vortex of words around us. And often people think, oh, why am I not attracting things to me? It's because we're holding all this rubbish that we've told ourselves in our vortex around us, right? And so that's why it's so important to clear and cleanse and allow those beautiful magical words the words of high frequency like love and compassion and kindness Mm. you know and joy to come into our energy so that it can dissolve it can transmute Mm. all of those old patterns and one word that has been associated with um, divine power it's god as you might know but Mm. it's also a word that has been i think misunderstood So it carries kind of different energies within itself. Like I don't use the word God as often. So talk to me for a moment about the idea of God in the word God. Mm. I grew up in a very Christian family. I come from a very Christian family and they didn't understand my gifts um, because of I feel, you know, they were parameters set um, at that time. And, you know, what I saw, spirit and everything and the experiences that I had was something that I didn't feel comfortable sharing or that was not acknowledged at that time. And so I went on a journey of seeking God through my own experiences. And I remember standing in church and saying to God, please help me. And God's always been with me. Now, God, source, um, creator, whatever you want to call it, they're all absolutely fine. And I feel like, you know, 
God's always been with me. Source has always been with me. Source is within us all. It's not separate from us. And it flows through our being. It flows through everything that we do. Um, and it's this the sense that we are separate from God, that we see God as something higher than us, that we see some God as something that is beyond our reach. But God has definitely been you know, always there for me, um, guiding me, supporting me, assisting me in my work. And this frequency of Centaura is source, pure source energy. Um, it is creator source energy. And I wouldn't be able to use, you know, or allow this frequency to come through me if it wasn't for that connection with God, with source, with the creator energy. So how do you work with your clients in the sense of meeting them online, offline, groups, retreats? Yes. Um, so I have uh, mentoring programs, eight-week mentoring programs. I do workshops. I love running retreats because that's where you can really come together. That's a really intimate space to create together. And I'm always calling in the co-creation, you know, what is needing needed to come into this space right now, which is the souls that's there. What are these souls calling forward um, for them to transform, transmute, alchemize, whatever it is, heal um, and truly see themselves as well. And then various other things. So I've got a podcast as well. Um, obviously, the book that's come out, I'm busy writing my own book. And um, I've also signed up for another another book project. So that's coming as well. And um, yeah, and then I have this amazing seven month program, which is Centaura. And that's really initiating and activating those souls that's ready, that's hearing the call to work with this potent frequency, which is this creative frequency and really activating what's ready to come through them. Because we all hold creator codes within us that's been dormant or that's needing to be activated and through this, you know, seven month program, we go through a journey of truly unlocking the keys to our temples. So, and there's, you know, there's various other things. I do women's circles, I do men's circles, um, or circles where there are men and women in those, in those spaces, breath work, various different things, sound healing. Um, I also sing. So, bringing all of these aspects through my events and through my work and the one-on-one -on -one sessions with clients are definitely it's really tailored to that specific individual of what's needing to happen for that individual in their time and space the now moment that they are in and men and women right Natalie not just women both yes okay. yes both men and women <laughs> that's good to know <laughs> and let's see something caught my attention in your book the intro you have questions and then one of the questions that caught my attention all of them did of course we have already discussed them in a way but the last one you probably have talked about it already but I would like to mention the question it says where can you embody more of your uniqueness so mm. this is a, a question that caught my attention for some reason so let me ask you, what is, um, like, if I ask you this question, what would you say? And why is this question so powerful? It feels that way to me. Mm, it is so powerful because the, the key here, the magic lies in the word embodiment, right? Because often people, often we do the work, we do the 
the work in terms of, um, you know, we have healing sessions, we have one-on-one sessions, we do all of these different things. We go to um, festivals and everything, but we don't truly, it's just on the surface level, we don't truly embody the work that we have done. And embodiment is living from that space of um, alchemy, from that space of transformation or that's, that newness, you know, that has been uncovered and fully feeling it. Embodiment is a feeling, a knowing. And um, then when you truly embody all of what you have gone through, all of the, the work that you've done, when you feel it in your body, that's when that next level of expansion comes and where you then can truly go, okay, this is me. I have peeled away all those layers. What you see is what you get now. This is me uniquely as myself. In every way, right, Natalie? In every way, meaning moment to moment. It's not something that we are picking, just choosing one part of life to express ourselves, to embody that uniqueness. We are doing that from moment to moment. Absolutely. It's got to be part of your life. So it's not just chasing the high. It's not just um, every Sunday or every Saturday. It is a practice. It's your practices. It's your your way of being, your way of speaking, your way of um, rising and, and really showing up in the world. It's all parts of you integrated into a whole and then embodied as a feeling in your heart. So it's that beautiful radiance of you that's flowing from every single pore of your being. Yeah, that's what came to me. And you just said the word wholeness. Yeah, so it's wholeness expressing itself in different ways and from different lens and aspects of life, but it's still yes. whole in every yes. way. Yes. <laughs> ah, I love that <laughs> because that's a profound practice in itself to kind of observe ourselves when we are in the presence of whatever happens or in the presence of other people or of anyone. So we see how we dance that dance of being whole in, mm. in every way. And I'm trying to think here if there is a, a moment to people around me where it's really a challenge to embody that uniqueness. I would say around people who I know are not ready to embrace that. Could I say it that way? They are not mm-hmm. ready to embrace that wholeness. They are not. They can't really understand, even if I am expressing. <laughs> but it's too whole, right? Although yeah. it's not being understood, right? It's not being perceived. Yeah, and I I talk about this in my book, actually, because I talk about the fact that people don't have the capacity to truly receive, which is love, actually, it is wholeness is love. Um, And they don't have the capacity because of all the deep layers, all the different layers as well of pain, you know, that that they're experiencing. And, and often, a person that is in that wholeness is is reflecting this radiance, this beauty, this love from a deep space within them. And often it's very, very difficult for that person to even receive it or comprehend what it might be because they haven't experienced it in life as such. With that, for me, what comes, how it feels then, for some reason, is subtle kind of form of sadness that arise. Every time that is perceived, that whoever is around me is not open to receive love. And then like sadness kind of arises. Have you experienced that too? Is that something that's natural? 
It is natural for us as human beings to feel that sadness, especially when it's in close relationships, you know, with your husband, your wife, your children, parents, um, and loved ones that don't get you, that don't understand you. But one thing I can say is, one thing I've learned is that you should never please other people because or or try and make them what they are not in that very moment. You know, it's the moment between moments that you need to appreciate, accept and allow. And there is um, this beauty when you truly see their journey and how it's unfolding and you don't mess with it um, and you don't, you don't, you know, interfere with it in a way where it's creating a whole lot of karma for them or for yourself, which is then, you know, pushing them on a different path altogether. But it is also this beauty of truly standing in your own power, holding yourself in a way where you go, okay, I can see this person. I'm not going to react to it. I'm going to simply allow myself to move through this um, with a space of... Yes, allow the sadness to move through, through me. Allow the disbelief of this, what's happening right now in this moment to move through me. I'm not going to accept it as my own because this person is on their own journey. It's their journey. Um, it's not mine. I'm not here to fix them. I'm here to simply walk this journey alongside them. And whether I plant a seed by being unapologetically myself and truly, you know, radiating out the love and the light that is within me. And and I often, and, and I talk about this in my book because often this truth of who I am comes with like a whole just spurting out of words, of words and of love. Mm -hmm. And yeah. <laughs> it just kind of goes, here you go. And people <laughs> can't always handle that they right. can't always go oh I'm in acceptance of this so then it's a mm. moment of okay mm. whew, let me take a breath let me step <laughs> back and acknowledge where they're at yeah and I love the way you say about this allowing the um, whatever comes in to just to move through because it feels that way the more open we are and authentic, using your word, the more space we have created within ourselves to kind of hold everything, hold mm. whatever it's happening, the way it is happening. I have been experiencing that too. I have experienced and have been experiencing. And also I have experienced it constricted, kind of um, compressed energies of kind of not judging. I kind of have been in a space that I don't judge anymore. That has been mm -hmm. very interesting to see, but well, the mind doesn't do it. But there is um, sometimes the body will kind of respond in its own way. And I have headaches and I have um, belly aches around certain people or environments. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting what comes to me when I think about that and the responses of the body-mind, in my case, is more um, bodily response to that closeness of environments of people around me. I wonder if that has to do with the idea that life is this amazing network, this whole organism thing that's happening as one thing, as a whole. And then in order for this organism here, or for this that I call me, to heal, it seems like the whole needs to be healed as well, the parts of the whole, all of it. Mm. So it's like almost like trying to get rid of illness, of, let's say cancer from our bodies, but then we're still living in an environment that's still full of toxins. 
Mm. How can we really not get sick again? Yeah, it's it's an interesting because we we con- we conscious beings um, and also unconscious beings. And so there's different aspects of us and we feel like we're kind of living in two worlds right, and especially right, right now yeah. in this <laughs> space that we are, it yeah. certainly feels that way. Um, but, you know, I feel that our body is such an incredible messenger. Our body messenger is, and it's steering us constantly in the direction of, oh, okay, there's something going on with my physical body right now. I have pain in my left-hand side. What can I do about it? It's telling us there's something going on. So bring awareness, bring consciousness to what is going on. And, you know, first and foremost, we are energetic beings in physical form. So it manifests energetically and then emotionally and then comes out into the physical. So when we can really truly feel into our bodies and go, okay, well, how how do I, today, maybe I do a meditation or I do a chakra clearing or I go and do yoga or I go walk in nature um, and simply embody or bring more of our practices into our bodies as well and feeling and shifting the energy. That's when we can heal ourselves um, and we can really truly start listening to our bodies. And, you know, back in Lemurian times, they use the golden light. So this is what Centaura is, the golden light as well. We use the golden light to heal themselves by simply bringing awareness to their bodies and listening to their body messenger. And then we are constantly exchanging energy with each other. We, we have to remember that we are connected beings. We are not separate from each other. So when we come into contact with each other, it's simply mirroring or reflecting to us what is needing to be seen or what is needing to be understood, what can be shifted. And I believe, and this is a beautiful journey of soul remembrance and of, of our soul friends, our soul sisters and soul brothers, having contracted with us before we actually came here to ignite and awaken us to a point where we go, oh, okay, I met this person. And you might meet one person in the street, have five minute conversation with them and go, oh, I remember. Or, oh my goodness, you know, I have an idea. Something amazing is happening. So we are, we have this incredible um, space in this life, in this earth life that we have to really enjoy connections and relationships in a completely different way if we do not continue going back to how they've hurt us the pain of it constantly Mm. so true so so true I love the way you use the words energetic beings having this Mm. physical experience of course that's what we are and even science can confirm that they keep trying mm. to find the single substance that holds all this together, but it's just so many layers that it's endless. <laughs> they can never mm. really find one single substance. Well, we are the building blocks of the universe. So we are pretty much made up of, you know, cells and, and our cell memory holds so much information. And so um, we are sacred geometry. We are light. We are frequency. We sound. We are all beautiful things put together and we are but a fractal part of a whole because, you know, if we think about ourselves, we're a little piece of the puzzle and it's so beautiful. <laughs> yes, right. And what amazes me is that that small, small, tiny part being conscious of the whole all of mm-hmm. a sudden, like awaken to that truth. Like, wait a minute, this is a, 
an amazing network and I'm mm-hmm. part of this huge mystery <laughs> called mm-hmm. life. Called, I mean, we can just use lots of names and terms, but that amazes me that this tiny part can wake up to itself and kind of realize that in a way we don't exist without the whole. So that is, it amazes me that we can come to that truth. <laughs> it's yeah. fun to see that. It is. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I also feel that through our awakening, through that little aha moments that we get through life, through whether we meet someone or someone plants a seed for us, or we're in a relationship or we drive down the road and see a billboard and something just, you know, happens within us. There is this this beautiful sense of knowing. Your your everything knows already. It's all there within you. It's not separate from you. Um, and when we can connect back to that network, when we connect back to our higher self again, and our guides, our spirit team, because we are so supported, we're so looked after, and we have a vast vast um, team working behind us and with us all the time in co-creation and the universal, um, you know, the universal laws and everything that brings everything together. It's so intricate that it's sometimes a little bit um, out there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) So true. And then now we kind of trying to use words to communicate that message. And I think it gets more fun. That's what it is. It comes to me a lot that if there is a purpose to be here, it's to enjoy this dance of being everything, uh, being whole, being the part, (laughs) and polarities, not the duality of it, and just kind of um, realize, see them all, and dance, and just keep Dancing that dance of harmony, which I call it harmony, but we're just using words here. And Mm. it's to enjoy, really to enjoy, to appreciate this for what it is, even if we can't really fully understand. Yes, absolutely. And without that, you know, why did we come here? Why did we come to this beautiful planet if we cannot enjoy and experience our world? Um, The beauty, you know, like you say, the polarity, the duality, all of those parts. Mm. Yeah. So true. Yeah, it's a billion times to that. It's almost like a as a prayer when I think about this, that we can all realize that as human beings in this reality. But this is something that it's also like the realization comes within first, and then mm-hmm. that transmission by my might be passed on by just being like you. I love the way you say that, like embodying this authenticity fully, so unapologetically. Mm. So that's when it really, you can pass that on. You, because you're not now, you're not really, you don't have a message to pass on, to give, to communicate. You have become the message. And that's so yeah. much more powerful. Yeah, and often people, you know, I see this, especially in clients, is often they they seek something else beyond them. They know that they have, you know, a soul and there is so much more beyond this physical, but they want to live in that space and not fully bring it into their bodies. And this is where the disconnect starts, where they they feel lost. They feel like they're not um, experiencing life, not being able to create, you know, whether it's money or relationships or joy or love or whatever it is in this this. Um, 
beautiful time and space that we live in on this planet. So one of the most important things is to anchor in that light that you are, anchor in the love that you are mm-hmm. and the knowledge and let that wisdom flow through you and anchor all of that into your work and everything that you do here. I would like to mention some of the messages that caught my attention in your book, which is um, you have other authors, all women. Lindale Farmer is one of them. I love that message. Um, Listened to the voice within that caught my attention, beautifully expressed. Mm. And also Stephanie Laval. I love her message too. Truth in Power is the title. And then someone else caught my attention. That was Catherine Linda caught my attention. Ecstasy Seeker, From Control to Surrender. So I wanted to mention those three. Of course, all of them are close to my heart, their messages, all of them. But for some reason, Mm -hmm. sometimes when you are looking for uh, messages within a frame of time, according to the human concept, we have to go kind of uh, intuitively. That's what I do and and see what Mm. catches my attention more powerfully. So I want to thank you again for what you do and how you do it, the expression of love through the life that's you. I want to thank you for being open to that, Natalie. My pleasure. (laughs) That's why I'm here. Yeah, it's beautiful. And before we end the conversation today, would you like to add anything else that we didn't discuss or read a passage in your book? Mm, Um... (laughs) Oh, goodness, there's so much to discuss still. But <laughs> yes, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I feel the message that I would love to leave you with is just to be in your I am presence. And from that space, you know, let everything unfold the way that it needs to unfold. Um, this is in the now moment where you can create everything that you want to create. And when you live from that space as well, then you can see more clearly, you can allow more, you can bring more consciousness into your reality and into everything that you um, do here as well. So yeah, that's my message that I want to leave. And yes, I'm happy to read a little bit of my chapter. Yes, yes, please. Yeah, no problem. Okay. One of my encounters with the infinite soul wisdom within me was early 2019 during a QHHT session with a beautiful soul sister when I channeled through my higher self that I was seraphim. During the session, I could see an incredible crystal palace palace in my vision and it felt like home. I felt an immense sense of peace and love and could see myself standing on a balcony of white marble with crystal banisters, sparkling waterfalls spilling down the walls of the crystal palace. My wings, several of them, were tucked in behind my back, and they were huge. This place felt like home. A sadness washed over me. Why did I have to leave? It felt so peaceful here. I saw flashes of earth in my mind's eye. I knew I had to return. Earth was my mission for now. The truth revealed during this session and what was channeled via my higher self after this vision was what led me on the path to where I am today, in complete alignment with my soul mission and purpose. So I'll leave it there. (laughs) Yeah, there's much more to read, right? The chapter that you have written in the book. And that's a beautiful statement of the connection between healing and spirituality. 
Thank you so yes. much again, Natalie, for everything You're so you welcome. do. Thank you. And before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? Yes, please visit my website at www.nataliebrown.com. Everything's on there. Wonderful. I'll have the link on your podcast profile too. Thank you again and we'll talk soon. Bye for now. Thank you so much, Valeria. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Natalie Brown and her work, please visit nataliebrown.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.